You are listening to the Yeah, I Went There podcast. I'm your host, Carrie L. Johnson, and this podcast is all about exposing the most vulnerable and shameful parts of me, there are many, because it's in admitting and accepting these things that I've truly come to love myself, and I want you to feel that way too. I'm a highly sensitive person who has a lifelong history of anxiety, depression, and crippling self-hate, and I recovered from a 22-year-long eating disorder that began when I was just four years old. I lived in shame over who I was at my core until I finally faced my issues with honesty and started talking about them, first to myself and now to the world. I'm marking this episode explicit, not because there are any bad words or bad content, but because we are discussing matters of make-believe and Christmas magic that would break kids' hearts if they're not aware of it. So if you are listening on your device and it is out loud and you have children, stop listening now or put in earbuds so that they aren't exposed to revelations and spoilers that you might not want them exposed to. Moving on. Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. Today we are talking about the elf on the shelf and I am joined by a very special guest. You're not going to see her on screen but if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Anchor you will hear her. She is a very special guest because I have known her my entire life. She is my sister and the reason I'm having her on here besides the fact that I just love her very much and admire her and love any chance we get to talk to each other. She lives far away. She is the one who turned me on to Elf on the Shelf. So hello, Lauren. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Carrie. I'm excited to be here too. Thanks for letting me join you. Yeah. Okay. So let's each just talk about, kind of give an introduction for what the Elf on the Shelf is. I know all of our viewers are listening just because they know what it is, but if for some reason someone doesn't, Lauren, you just explain uh, what the Elf of the Elf on the Shelf is to you. Sure. Well, do you want me to explain what it is to me or kind of what it is? An introduction. Give a brief introduction. Yeah, so the Elf on the Shelf is the crazy little red uh, tiny toy, kind of, that you see around at the store that the many will say the most traditional uh, explanation of the Elf on the Shelf is that the Elf comes to your home and it pops up in different places every day where your kids see it. And traditionally, I think, or the maybe the original intent of Elf on the Shelf was that Elf is watching your kids to see if they're naughty or nice. Um, and then from there, they go back and tell Santa. And that way, you know, if they're nice, they get their presents and that kind of thing. I think that there's a storybook that right, tells that story. story. Yeah. And the other big thing, I guess, with Elf on the Shelf is that once the elf is there, then the kids can never touch the elf because if the elf gets touched uh, by the kids or anybody, then the elf is sick and he loses his magical power and yada, yada, yada. So I think that's that's the original. I think there's a movie out now too. Oh yeah, I, I think, think maybe a couple. Oh, yeah, that's the original, I think, storyline of Elf on the Shelf. Yeah. Now that's not the storyline that we really follow and I right. think your storyline's a little bit different too. Yeah, put a pause on that for a second. We'll get into that in just a second. Um, This morning when I was looking it up, like kind of theming my day for the content I was going to post, I couldn't... I had a hard time, like, in one or two sentences stating what the Elf on the Shelf was. Um, but you actually did it extremely well, so much better than I could. I ended up looking, just, like, Googling it. Like, what does Google say in two sentences? 
And um, there was a Huff Huffington Post article, and it basically just summarized that it's a scout elf who sits on a shelf or table and observes the children's behavior during the holiday season. And each night the elf flies back to the North Pole, reports the kids' actions to Santa Claus to inform his naughty and nice list, and then the elf returns before the children wake up and settle into a new part of the house, creating a hide-and-seek game each morning. Yes. And I, I feel like that is, like you said, um, the more traditional... Uh, original. Original, story. yeah. That, that falls in line with the storybook of Elf on the Shelf. Yeah. Now, I think that many people have really... Um, you don't know what I'm going to say. They have, they have edited it to fit their family. Whether they tried to or not, they have... Um, utilize the elf on the shelf a little bit differently so i want to know what made you start the elf on the shelf first like what interested you in it and kind of how the elf on the shelf has worked in your family yeah so i think for me i feel like our elf on the shelf story is pretty unique um when i when my kids were i think they were three five and one when when they were those ages my family actually lived overseas we lived in a country pretty far away and we lived in a country that did not celebrate Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, Carrie, I mean, you and I know that Christmas is huge in our home. We're very traditional and always have been when it comes to Christmas. And I'm talking but, like we have a bajillion traditions that we have to do every <laughs> single year. I think my husband fought it for a little while, but now that we've been married like 13 years, he just knows how it goes. Mine did too. And, and he knows jokingly say what's the you know the tradition that we have to do today like every day has a tradition and it brings us so much joy it's not like yes. sure it can bring us grief but like it yeah. was it was such a joyful part of our upbringing oh our parents loved it so much and so yeah the holidays were amazing yeah. I think probably one of the most amazing times for minus us the family up. Christmas pictures but yes Mine, for sure <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast Everything else was great. Um, and, and so here I was in another country far away where it was just missing, it was missing Christmas, mm -hmm. right? And no. So they didn't have any that. traditions really, the, the yeah. traditional Western Christmas traditions, right? Right. I mean, really, they didn't celebrate Christmas. I was in, I mean, I can tell you, I was in a Muslim country and, and we love the people there. We love living there. And there are so many wonderful things about living there but they don't celebrate Christmas because um, it's not a part of their culture. It's not a part of what they believe. And so, but for us in our home, it is a huge part yeah. of our culture and what we believe. And so as a mom, I'm looking at my little children, my three-year-old, my five-year-old, my one-year-old, and I want them to have the holiday traditions and all the special things of Christmas that I had. And so I remember at the time, this was a little while ago, it was kind of before Elf on the Shelf got really big. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it was seven, seven years ago, maybe. I don't know. So some people were doing it. but And it it's only like 12 years old, I think. Yeah, I, it had been around a couple of years and I had seen it and I thought, you know what, that, that little elf, I feel like that's something that we could use in our home that could create, you know, kind of some of the daily Christmas traditions. Because in our home, we had a Christmas tree we decorated, but it was just, I remember talking to you and talking to our other sisters and talking to family and hearing about all the things that you guys were doing together. And I just, there's that hole. And so I wanted to have more things to do with my kids. So I thought that, that were a little more whimsical and 
like yeah, that. like right at their age range. Mm -hmm. um, now, I will say this too. One of the things from the very beginning, I was not super keen. I've never been really keen on the whole like, you know, that else is watching you. And if you're bad, they're going to tell Santa. You know, we play the Santa game in our house. Um, but for my family, we also really focus on Jesus, you know, Jesus coming um, as a baby to earth. That's huge to us. And so for, uh, we talk with our kids about how we celebrate Christmas and we celebrate Advent. So the whole Christmas season is leading up to that. And so because I know that I didn't want to like fear my children <laughs> into obeying. Um, We're also well versed in being feared into obeying. So yeah, that, was, that was not something I wanted to do. And so for, I remember from the very first time that our elf showed up on day one, our elves, and we can get into this later, but they always have letters that they write um, for good, for bad, whatever. We'll get into it later, but they have letters that they write. And so on day one, they wrote this letter and um, it said, you know, we're coming to have fun because uh, Christmas is a time of fun, but we're also coming to remind you to be kind and to remind you to serve and to remind you of about Jesus and the ways that we can show Jesus to people during the Christmas season. So we still do the whole don't touch the elf because that's just really practically convenient when yeah. you have a three-year-old, a five-year-old. <laughs> but, and if they did touch it a couple times, it got sick. But it wasn't really, that's not a huge part of it. The biggest part was um, the fun, the whimsy, and the fact that it kind of gave me an avenue to bring in Advent and Christmas values that were important to me, that I could communicate, you know, even parts of our faith that I could communicate to our children through the daily interactions with the elf. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like you were probably experiencing a lot of, uh, like, a lot of lack in the sense that, like you explained, in the sense of Christmas tradition, things that, like, we in the West take for granted. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's really easy to think that Christmas is very commercial and just get kind of jaded by it mm -hmm. when in reality, yes, it is. I mean, everybody wants to make more money around Christmas, but there's yeah. so much of that that is part of magic and make-believe and whimsy and oh, kids yeah. are what make Christmas so fun. Like, you know, yeah. you get into adulthood and you turn into a little bit of a Grinch, but you, when you see the magic in kids' eyes, it yeah. really starts to come to life. It's easier to do here when everybody is celebrating or most people are celebrating it compared to mm -hmm. somewhere where they're not. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. So, okay, what made me start um, was I did, okay, I did not like the elf on the shelf when I first heard about it. My- I did you. You what? You did, you did. You absolutely you. did. Um, I thought that the elf looked really creepy. Um, it, the face is just kind of cold and a little bit like horror movie doll looking. <laughs> Um, and then the story, I just, like when I read the book or read the uh, premise of the book, I didn't like it. I didn't like that, that they would tell Santa whether the kid was naughty or nice. It just felt a little bit manipulative to me. I didn't put that much thought into it. I think when I first heard it, I don't even think I had a child yet. But, um, then that the year that you came to visit, I feel like your youngest was probably two. Um, mm -hmm. You came to visit from overseas, which you weren't normally with us um, for several years. You hadn't been, you hadn't, you know, been able to come over for Christmas and you came over and it was so fun just to have everybody around. But I woke up one morning to this scene that you had set of um, your elf on the shelf. I think you just had one at the time. She now has two. 
and it was roasting marshmallows over a candle. Or no, it was, a, there was a big coloring book page and you had written a note on the coloring book page, this massive, massive coloring book, Christmas themed coloring book. And the kids woke up and saw it and were so excited about it. And um, my daughter, who was also two at the time, was really into it. And, it, or no, they, they were three, I think. It doesn't matter, yeah. they were really little. Um, they were really into it. And from that day on, I was like, what? This is amazing. Like seeing the actual wonder and magic in the kids' yeah. eyes was so much different than I thought it would be. I was just like gobsmacked by the fact that they thought this was so cool. And then, you know, you continued to do it each morning. And I don't, I don't remember what any of the other scenes were that you made, but I just knew at that point, I was like, I am doing this. But I was poor, first of all, I had no extra money. And the Elf on the Shelf is like $35, which I could spend now, but I was like, nope, can't do that. So I went to the Dollar Tree and bought a, a $1 doll. And then I went to Walmart and bought two 45 cent um, felt pieces and I made my own doll. And I probably spent like five hours on it which tells you how poor I was. Um, but I, Guys, and then- it's a pretty amazing little elf on the shelf. It like, is, it's really I cute. I made a YouTube video on it once, it's so cute. Um, but then I, I like went on halfpricebooks.com and got the book. So I think I spent like six bucks on the whole thing. And then the next year, the following year, Santa Claus sent a package on Thanksgiving morning. And it was just this adorable little wrapped like package in brown paper and it had 50,000 Charlie Brown Christmas stamps on it. And it was wrapped in twine and with this like old traditional um, label. And it, it was just really cute. And and Bradley opened it from Santa that morning. Sawyer, my youngest, was only like three or four months old, so she didn't understand it yet. But ever since that day, I have, ever since the day you introduced it to me and the following year, I have been obsessive level about my elf on the shelf because it brought my kids so much joy it was setting up the scenes was not a matter of obligation i was so excited to make a new scene the next day and for years i would record the reaction and share it with my with my family because it was so fun to set up so that's what that's what got me started and that's what kept me going i mean i feel like after the first time i did it and saw my kids wonder I didn't want to stop. That was like, yeah. that's what I wanted to do. Is it what, would you say that was the same for you? It's just easy oh, to perpetuate. Oh, sure. I mean, um, my kids love it. I mean, and even now my oldest is 12 and he won't cause he's cool and he doesn't want to whatever, but he still loves it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, it's like almost one of their first questions that they wake up in the morning. Have you found the elf? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, so I can tell based on your facial expression and our past conversations that the elf is not always super cheery when it comes to our relationships as mothers with the elf. So Lauren, why don't you go ahead and start just one of the more difficult parts of the elf on the shelf tradition that you have experienced and be as yeah. candid and honest as possible because I guarantee you other parents have felt the same. Yeah. Um, okay, so you know, I started the elf when my kids were five, three, and one. And um, and yeah, just everything you said right on. One of the things that I did in the beginning, I told you that we there was always a letter that accompanied my elf. And sometimes it would just be like a handwritten couple sentences. Sometimes it was something I typed out. And my kids really got to where they loved that, especially my oldest, loved it. And so a couple of times- You I wrote long letters, didn't you? I, well, because I told you it's like I connected it to Advent. 
Um, I wanted there to be like spiritual things behind it or, or, you know, just ways that we keep, we have fun and we do all those things, but we keep Jesus at the center too. So I would try to be super creative and how can I make this fun and still like connect it back to a Bible verse or how, you know. And it was always so kid friendly. Everyone I've ever yeah. read is so accessible to kids, but it's so detailed and so purposeful. And I'm always impressed with how you do that. I, sometimes my creativity gets me in trouble because it's almost like it's set God. this standard. Right. And, you know, when we went into seasons of our life that were more busy, um, specifically so, you know, any of you have ever lived internationally and then moved and trekked all of your stuff back and forth across the ocean, it is not an easy task mm -hmm. and it can create a lot of stress. And so I have found myself in years where I remember for a while I tried to not do the letters and I could tell my kids were disappointed and they were sad because they're like, why won't our, our uh, elf's name is Pax. We have two Pax and Damie. They're like, why aren't Pax and Damie talking to us anymore? And I thought, oh no. Rejection. So, so then I was like, okay. So then it was just... Um, trying to I think that the elf and the way that I set it up kind of the way that we did it especially during some of the more stressful seasons of our life it has not at all been a source of joy it's been more of like my kids love this and I love my kids and I love that it ties them to important things in Christmas but I do not love my elf <laughs> tell tell everybody what you told me the other day on the phone you were looking for ways Oh, I did. I googled like, how can the elf go away? And she wanted like, to kill her elf. Like there were some good ideas. If there were good ideas, we need to plug those. Like we don't have to look them up, but like the elf on the shelf can add some serious grief to parents and we don't voice it because we think it's little sure. and pointless and frivolous and it doesn't matter, but it matters. Like it yeah. matters. So if you need your elf to go away, Google it. I haven't looked at it, right. but like yeah. it could, if it's going to save your sanity and your mental health, do what you need to do. Yeah. Here's, I'll just say this real quick because it'll take me one second. The best one I found was your elf retires. Like Santa says, hey, you've been such a good elf. You get to retire and go live with your kids now. And then that means because he's retired, they can touch him. And so they can take him and just put him wherever they want. Oh. And so then the kids get to be a part of, well, you know, you can say, hey, I'm retired. But now you get to take me and you get to put me around the house every day. I, I just got chills. Cool. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, I don't remember who said it. So whoever's out there in the internet. Said a good job. Yeah, that's a great way to adapt it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I but I that. think kind of taking just one step backwards, um, what brought me to that point was, you know, so Advent, it's important. And I want Christmas to be a season of peace. I want Christmas to be a season where I'm able to focus on things that are spiritually important to me. Like I want to be able to take time to read my Bible or whatever. And I think I got to the end of a couple Christmases and I was like, that dang elf has stolen my advent and stolen my peace. Yeah. And because it's like, I didn't wake up in the mornings. Cause honestly, a lot of times I don't do my elf at night and that could be half my problem. A lot of times it just, for me, it works better if I do it in the day. I'm in a better mental state. Mm -hmm. I have more creativity. But it's like that time that I wanted, like really my heart wanted to spend, you know, reading my Bible, having a spiritual moment was stolen by the 
stupid alpha. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of what brought me to that point. Yeah. Um, On top was, of the basic stress of transitioning multiple exactly. times overseas. It's like I, I moved a mile that. away twice yeah. in two years and almost lost my mind. A mile away. Same neighborhood and everything. You moved. Yeah. Well, and we all are busy at Christmas, but yeah. you know, my husband and I are pastors, and so holy cow, do we have things to do at Christmas time? Yeah, and so it's um, it was a it was a predicament. Yeah, <laughs> it was a real predicament. So then, what would you say? What have you? Well, here I'll ask you this in just a second. I'm going to talk about my hardest parts as well. Yeah, go for it. So I spent the first three years of the Elf on the Shelf. This year is our fifth year. I spent the first three years doing nothing but loving it. I would prioritize every single night a new scene and sometimes I would plan it out to make sure it happened. I bought little dollhouse toys and um, I made little costumes. Last year my my elf um, built beds just like we do in our day jobs and so she had multiple little beds that with her little dollhouse toolkit and a little apron like it's insane the kind of things I did but I loved it it was I, I gained so much joy out of it and the kids just thought it especially my oldest who is seven she's the best audience the world's best audience for any entertainer ever she has very low standards and will laugh and will cry and she just loves that kind of stuff so it was wonderful um last year I was just as invested but I stopped recording because half the time my kids are naked and I didn't want to record them <laughs> naked I didn't feel great about that and so I just didn't want that on my phone if they're too young to give me permission for that to be on my phone and to share with others um so I stopped recording it and that kind of took a tiny level of the joy away because they liked that I recorded it that we went on a little hunt for the elf together um but but we adapted it was fine and then this year um I would I would record for myself. I did start recording again, but something there, we had a situation and it wasn't a big deal, but it was the first day of the Elf on the Shelf. We're in a new house. The girls want, like to do it together with me. And um, Kurt, my husband, revealed it or almost revealed it before we were ready. And it broke my heart and I reacted. Like I had a strong reaction, a negative reaction. And I might have yelled and it was like, instantly i just felt terrible because i yelled i was like this is so dumb i shouldn't do this but at the same time i also felt terrible because the girls were sad like they now they didn't see it but they knew what was going on and i and it was my fault like i perpetuated it for being so invested and getting upset with um with my partner and the reality is kurt doesn't care that much about it um and that's fine i've never held it against him he just has touched the elf a few times on accident my oldest has noticed we've had to have a sick day because of it and it was fun before but this time wasn't fun um i was also in a much more stressful period in my life i am figuring out, uh, out a lot right now and emotionally i get depleted very quickly and so i was not in a great place that morning like emotionally i wasn't feeling good so i apologize for lashing out and, and when i say i lashed out i like yelled um just not like for an hour i yelled like why aren't you thinking about it can you please keep the door closed um and so i apologized and but i spent the next like three days thinking about how i need to prioritize and how it needs to not matter that much to me and i got to a place where it didn't matter so much to me and then the elf, elf wasn't really that exciting after that it was like my deep love for it my fixation on it that was giving me the power to like create all of these little things. And when I had behaved that way, 
and decided I need to, it needs to not be that important. I mm -hmm. forgot the elf one day for the first time and we adapted, we figured it out. Um, but then it happened again and, and mm -hmm. slowly the elf was just showing up on a, on a shelf every day. And that's fine. Like I have no mm -hmm. issue with anyone who just moves their elf on the shelf, but all the joy had been taken away from me when I decided yeah. that it needed to be prioritized differently. And I felt shame for that. Like even discussing it feels so vulnerable. Like how silly is that? I'm a 30 year old woman. I shouldn't throw a fit over an elf on the shelf. But the reality is it's so attached to tradition and magic and make believe and whimsy with my kids. And I am just as much a participant in it as my kids are. And so, um, you know, we've, we've talked about it and, and I have to make more of an effort now to be interested in it because I've had to let go of some of my expectations, specifically my expectations of my partner caring about it. I have to, I can't, I, you know, the elf on the shelf can't be important to him if it's not important to him. Um, sure. That important to him, let me specify, that important to him. Um, <laughs> but that's the, it's the hardest, it's the hardest, it has been by far the hardest part of the elf on the shelf um, that I've ever had and nobody's ever said that. It's it's embarrassing yeah. to admit that you care about the elf on the shelf, but I know that other mothers feel that way. Yeah. There are also, um, I'm sure that you've seen like, you've seen moms talk about feeling bad for the mm -hmm. seeing other moms share elf on the shelf um, pictures or scenes or whatever. There's mm -hmm. even a Shiraz on the shelf that it's a book about a mom that puts a glass of Shiraz like on the shelf every day. And I find it hilarious because the elf on the shelf is so stressful. You need to get yourself a drink. Like I 100% have like solidarity with that woman and I want to buy a Shiraz on the shelf pack. Um, but ha have you ever felt shame um, or, or sadness or feeling like you couldn't live up to a standard when other moms have shared there. Oh, sure. I mean, I think that's just the battle of being a mom in this day and age when we have Pinterest and Facebook and Instagram, you know, like around us at every moment in time. And so I think that a lot of, I feel like the Elf on the Shelf is, my journey's been a lot like yours. It was like, great. And then it like hit a low. And then I had to kind of decide what I was going to do with it from there. Because I think my lowest point was two years ago when we were in the middle of like probably the most stressful part of our life my elf just didn't come for the last week and a half yeah <laughs> so and there was never an explanation and he just came back up the next year but it was i think that was probably my low and so at that point i was like i gotta figure out how to do this like if i'm gonna do it i gotta figure out how to do this because i don't want to disappoint my kids like you know it's just it's meant to be helpful it's meant to be a tool it's meant to bring joy and if it's not it's like you said if it's not doing those things we can reevaluate mm -hmm. but i don't know if it's something like from our upbringing it's kind of hard to let go of expectations especially tradition expectations and so I think I just had to I had to start asking myself some questions how can I do this in a way where it's going to help me keep my sanity that my kids are still going to enjoy it and it's going to accomplish the original goals that I set for it to do yeah. having fun enjoying it and then but connecting the values that are important to us on a kid level to my kids and I think one of the ways, like, I love that you were talking about how you, like, made these little toolboxes and you did all these super intricate things because I did, I put in intricate, you know, effort too, but I had to kind of let go of all that and go, you know what, that's just not the season that I'm going to be in. And one of the things, this is just like super simple and practical that I did. I, you know, like at Walmart or at Target, like, you know, they have like the Target has the dollar spot and Walmart has the place where you can buy all the, like the little things from China for 98 cents. Yeah. 
I went and I stocked up on a ton of those things. I got the little Christmas line set or the little Christmas pencils. And I was like, if nothing else, my elves can like bring them a pencil to take to school. Yeah. You know, I was like, I went to the store and I got probably 10 or 15 of those different things. And I got a big black tub and I put it in my closet because my kids know at Christmas time, they're not allowed to come into our closet. And so the, not because there, there really weren't a lot of presents in there. That's what they thought. But really, I just fell on the shelf stuff. <laughs> So I have this big black tub that, oh, and I hope my kids never find this podcast, or at least not for a long time. Oh yeah, I'll put I'll put spoilers on it. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, but there was so I have this big black tub, so that I had to like let myself go to that level in a sense. I had to let I had to bring down my expectations, and like also I bought the Elf on the Shelf uh, cereal that you can buy because hey look they brought you a cereal or like all the little things that they're marketing now for Elf on the Shelf. I for me personally I think they're godsend because I can it is so much easier for me to take that and put out for my kids than it is for me to come up with some grand uh, you know plan or stage every day yeah uh, starting from the, scratch every day exactly yeah. like just having stuff that I could pull from quickly the other thing that I feel like I've gotten a little bit good at is my elf honestly doesn't show up every day there are days here and there I can I'm happy to say that there are less days now than there were in previous years um but I've found some kind of fun wiggle ways around those like our elves so my elves were gone for two days once and our, so what happened was they came back and they revealed to my kids that they're not just scout elves, but they're also detective elves. And there was a mystery at the North Pole. And so they told them this whole story about the mystery at the North Pole that they had to help solve. And my kids loved it. And mm -hmm. the next year they were like, man, I hope that they have another mystery to solve so we can hear about what. <laughs> and, you know, so it's things like that. I think that's a pretty... If that, if I do one of those mysteries, then I it's, it takes the work to write the whole mystery again and yeah. put it in a note. But there are other little things that I've kind of found ways to, like if the elf doesn't go out in the morning and I had to go get groceries, I'll you know put the elf in the car and then I'll have the kids go get the groceries. So they, you know, yeah, I've, I've done that. To find a lot of things like that to give myself space and give myself permission to not be Pinterest perfect every single morning because that is not possible. Yeah. Like it's just not possible. No and there doubt. Are yeah. There are other things that are a higher priority in my life that I need to do first before having the best up on the shelf. And, and it, so, it sounds yeah. like when you have found these these um, opportunities where you've maybe quote unquote failed, you've adapted it in a way that your kids enjoyed it more if they would have just yeah. woken up to a new scene. Yeah. Like yeah. you, I find that so inspiring because it's easy to think that you're doing the Elf on the Shelf successfully if it moves every day. But you, yeah. I mean, you, I, you were the first one I told, actually you were the only one I told when I didn't move the Elf on the Shelf. I was so <laughs> sad about it. Like it made yeah. me so sad. And even when I was telling you, I was like, oh my gosh, I can cut out a picture of Elsa put it next to her, like hidden, yeah. because Bradley didn't yeah. see her, and and she'll realize that Elsa had frozen her the night before. Like right. that, and I wouldn't have thought of that had yeah. that opportunity, had that problem, quote unquote, not happened. And you have taught me how adaptable you are. And not only that kids are resilient, but that they like it more when that yeah. happens. Like this year, I think the first day, I think I've, I've only missed one or two this year, but 
the first day my that I missed my cells got stuck in a snowstorm yes and so since they came back I had seen on Pinterest somebody had done that you turn your toilet paper into snow like you take it and then you cut the snowflakes out or whatever and so since they were gone because they got stuck in a snowstorm they brought snow back in and you know so we did that one so they brought you know so I just try to tie it into a story of what yeah and, um, and honestly, my older kids, I think they know now, you know, that it's, and they give mom grace, like kids are resilient, they're forgiving, you know, my seven year old, I think might be the only one who might still think it's 100%, you know, happening, but, but yeah, you got to give yourself grace. Yeah, you got to find yourself and just figure out ways that you know, don't have the expectation of it's got to be perfect all the time. Yeah, which is a great expectation not to have in life in general. Yeah, exactly. Just being adaptable and... Yeah. And, yeah. Um. So, okay, sum up in, like, 30 seconds what you would suggest to any new parent starting mm -hmm. the Elf on the Shelf tradition. Sure. Ask yourself why you want to do it and prioritize that and keep that a priority. Like if you want to do it because you're trying to get values to your kids, you know, then keep that a priority and don't let expectations um, of, of, that you put on yourself or others put on you steal the joy from that. Like give yourself room to grow. And, uh, and you know what, if you want to do some big ones in the beginning, I was going to say, don't do anything too big that you can't match, but I'm not going to tell you to do that because it's fun to do the big ones in the beginning, but don't, don't make yourself think that you have to always do that. Um, because yeah, that little dang elf can steal your joy and yeah. that's not fun for anybody. Yeah. And I'd say when you start noticing that it's stealing your joy, don't, it's easy to feel shame for that. Like for me, I just yeah. felt so silly, but it, mm -hmm. it's it's because it's this really soft, tender part of my heart that I love and, and a tradition that I have with my kids that I love. And so I can evaluate and I can reprioritize, but I don't, I don't feel like anyone should feel bad for feeling bad. Yeah. I think they if should see that. Retire your elf, retire your Gosh, elf. It's such a good and, idea. And let your kids move him around every day because now he can be touched because he's retired. Yeah. And he can still go back in the box and then your kids can move him around whenever you want and then you can sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. This is we one day if we retire our elves, we're gonna have a whole new podcast about this. There you go. Well, Lauren, thank you. We're at uh, 32 minutes now, so I think I'll All draw right. an end to this podcast. But thank you so much for being a guest and for sharing your heart on this matter. I hope that parents have gained insight or at least enjoyed the conversa conversation that we've had because I feel like this is super relatable. Maybe not, sure. but I really feel like it is. Maybe it's just us because we're sisters, but I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Are there any... Um, any... No, this is awesome. Thank you. I love you. Okay. I love you too. Thank you so much for joining. All right, guys. I hope this has given you something to think about. Definitely talk about it with me and with others. This is something that we don't talk about enough in our offline lives. And I think we should because it's fun to talk about. It brings us joy. And when we talk about the things that we don't like about the Elf on the Shelf, the areas that we feel shame and blame, we can give each other so much grace in this area and help each other out. And we need to because, man, is this elf capable of some real emotional damage if left unchecked. Am I right? I'm right, aren't I? Yes. Thank you all for watching and listening, and I'll see you next time.